You're listening to the Drumming News Network, your one stop for drumming news. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Drumming News Network, where I follow up on a few of the previous week's top stories from March 20th through March 26th. I'm your host, Paul Rogney. J.R. Robinson talks about Quincy Jones' challenge for Michael Jackson's Rock With You drum intro. On March 1st, the iconic drummer J.R. Robinson was a guest on the Go With Elmo Lovano YouTube show. They talked in depth about John's career and experiences. This is a great interview that lasts about 90 minutes. In my post, I focused on a portion of the interview where John talks about when Quincy Jones asked John to come up with an unforgettable drum intro for Michael Jackson's Rock With Me. I'm going to be playing a portion of that interview where he talks about the specific topic. So we were cutting for the Off the Wall album, uh, the song Rock With You. But um, I was very fortunate to be the mainstay drummer through the entire record. So Quincy would cast different rhythm section guys and put them around me. So I was very fortunate to play on every song. Amazing. And I uh, got to play with different bass players, you know, like Lewis Johnson um, and uh, Greg Finnegan's playing synth bass on Don't Stop. But... Um, it started by, after I cut a couple of songs, and then they asked me to come back and do, uh, do the rest of the record on Monday. And I, that basically was party weekend central before that. <laughs> got, got to the studio, boom, boom, boom. We did Don't Stop. <clears throat> and then I get asked, uh, okay, so what's your schedule like coming up? And uh, we want to get your band in and record this song. And I knew, Quincy knew, that it was a hit record written by Rod Temperton. And the song happened to be called Rock With You. And we did not know it at the time. But So we were all cast. It was Hawk Walensky on keys, Bobby Watson on bass, and David Williams on guitar. And we were in um, Westlake B, which uh, ironically is where I cut Gaga. Wow. They, they wanted the exact same vibe, but X amount of decades later. But <laughs> So we go in. We start listening to Rod's demo. And Rod's very precise and simplistic and has everybody playing a specific part. Now, the drum part, no. There was no drum part. It was just motion. But like the bass part Bobby's playing, it was pretty much verbatim. However, Bobby took liberties and played the most melodic bass part of all. Not until the correct take. Mm. So take one, I don't know. I probably kind of, you know, I get, we're, I cut it with a click that I programmed, and back then it was a Yuri old film click. Seven frame film click. Wow. And so I got the tempo, blah, blah, blah. We start rehearsing, and then we go, okay, we're ready to cut. So take one. Eh, no magic. You know, okay. Well, let's do it again. Okay. Little fill, whatever. Take two. Eh, maybe a little better. People are learning their parts. Time's going on. I'm looking in the control room, and I can see Quincy and Rod in there. Rod's puffing on his red Marlboros. And uh, take three, a lot better, no magic. And we're sitting there kind of in the studio in a small room. And I see Quincy get up and Rod get up and come out of the door. And Quincy stands right by me. And I'm going, oh, shit. And Rod's standing right here smoking his Marlboros with his English accent. And and Quincy goes, um, JR, he goes, um, if you could come up with a fill 
an intro fill that the whole world would forever identify with this song. <laughs> Could you do that? And may, maybe on this next take. And uh, I looked at him and I go, sure. <laughs> like, like John Belushi, like, <laughs> and, and, and all the guys were like going like this to me and like going, Oh fuck. Like, no pressure. No pressure. What are you going to do? And, and, and little did they know that they are going to be put in the exact same amount of pressure because of what's going through my brain. But I didn't know what I was going to do. So I immediately, I, I reflected back to the rod demo, which was, it was weird. And then I thought, what do I hate most about drum fills? I hate when the, the, let's just take two examples. One is straight 16th notes and triplets or putting them together is just wrong. Yeah. It's wrong. And so I go, that's what I'm going to (laughs) do. But I did it more in a a syncopated march world. So then, then, uh, okay, I got ready to take four. Let's go. And all of a sudden I hear four clicks and then I have to go. So the four clicks were click, 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 click. And and I just did that, but I used my military training, my march training, and I added syncopation, and I made sure there was a hole that you could drive an 18-wheeler through to get to the next downbeat. But it all came spontaneously. In that one take. And I was like, thank you, God. In that one take. And then we never did another take. No way. That was it. That fill set the magic for the whole take. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, everybody's playing differently. Bobby's bass line is completely different than the other three takes. Because you hit that downbeat and everyone's like, ooh. That's what it was. And and Quincy knew they were up dancing and shit and was like, rot in a rot. It was great. It was great. You know, and blah, 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 blah. So that was, and then we kind of knew we had cut a number one record. German contemporary percussionist Vanessa Porter turns shades into sounds. Porter, one of the rising stars of the contemporary percussion scene, explained in an interview in the current issue of Styx, Drums and Percussion, how she set pictures of her grandfather to music for her solo debut. Ten images were, or are being presented, on Stuttgart advertising pillars, city light pillars in the underground, and suburban trains on a dedicated website. Passers-by could listen to the music composed for this purpose on their smartphones using a QR code. Vanessa Porter has been attracting attention in the percussion duo with her sister Jessica for about 10 years.
For this next story, I posted an article about Carmine Apsey and his diaries. Uh, it's a tour he's been doing uh, where he talks about his history and all that kind of stuff. I posted this specifically for March and April dates that were remaining, but this is still relevant going forward because he's going to be doing this ongoing. This is what that story is about. The legendary drummer will speak about his enduring career as one of rock music's top drummers, his personal stories about iconic rock stars, and speak with fans at a meet and greet after the presentation. Carmine started the storyteller series, Carmen Apathy Diaries, last year. To see if he'll be bringing this event to your town, check back often to the Drumming News Network website or visit CarmineApathy.net. Here's a little about Carmine and the storyteller series. Carmine Apathy has lived the sex, drugs, and rock and roll lifestyle, and his one-man show, Carmine Apathy Diaries, lets the audience choose which of the incredible stories he will tell, including... John Lennon eats lasagna. <laughs> okay. Led Zeppelin booed off stage. Prince is in my bed. And Sharon Osbourne cuts off my head. Carmen Apathy is repeatedly named on multiple top drummer of all time lists, including those of Rolling Stone and Modern Drummer magazines. His career and stories include time with Vanilla Fudge, Rod Stewart, with whom he co-authored the mega hit do You Think I'm Sexy, and Young Turks, Ozzy Osbourne, Cactus, and Jeff Beck, to name a few. He is widely credited as an influence on many of today's top rock drummers, including Led Zeppelin's John Bonham and Queen's Roger Taylor. In 1967, Carmine began his professional career setting the grooves for Vanilla Fudge's groundbreaking psychedelic debut, inadvertently inventing stoner rock in the process. No rock group until that point had ever stretched out well-known pop tunes like The Beatles' Eleanor Rigby and Ticket to Ride, Curtis Mayfield's People Get Ready, and most famously, the Supremes' Motown classic, You Keep Me Hanging On, to such hippie heights. Carmine has set a new benchmark for rock drumming and Vanilla Fudge's debut album is still considered a hard rock classic. George Lawrence's not-so-modern drummer, the great hi-hat debate. I'm excited to announce that we will be featuring a weekly story from the Not-So-Modern Drummer website and monthly newsletter, which you can subscribe to for free. This was a great publication that went out of print some years ago, but the monthly newsletter still continues with many great articles and is owned and run by George Lawrence. George Lawrence is a valued and passionate member of our drumming community. He was the drummer for the band Poco for 12 years, teacher at Memphis Drum Shop, recording session player, producer of Nashville Drum Show, and owner-administrator of DrumSellers.com, which is not so modern drummers buy and sell site. That could be considered the future eBay uh, for drummers. The Not So Modern Drummer magazine was first published in 1988 by John Aldridge, who created and ran the magazine until he sold it to Bill Ludwig III in 2005. In 2008, George purchased the magazine from Bill and is the editor, publisher, and photographer of the magazine. In this featured article, George raises the big question about the great hi-hat debate. Don't worry, I had never heard about this before either. In fact, neither had George. With this article, he raises the question and reports on his findings on what is the correct side for the hi-hat tilter screw, near or far. He writes in the article, For years, I put the tilter on the far side, which tilted the cymbals downward toward me to give a louder chick sound uh, with the pedal. 
I thought that the main purpose of the tilter was only to keep the symbols from airlocking, which is what we all know happens sometimes when the top symbol hits exactly flush with the bottom symbol. It poofs. No chick sound when using the pedal. But later, I found that the tilter has another purpose, which is just as important as preventing airlock. If the tilter screw is positioned nearest you where the stick hits, the symbols will tilt downward toward you. The top symbol will overlap the bottom symbol of the playing side. Why is this important? Because it cuts down on the chewing up of the shoulder of the sticks drastically. Let me explain. To read his explanation, follow the provided link in the show notes or go to drummingnewsnetwork.com and search for George Lawrence to find this article. DW Launch, the Alex Gonzalez DW Icon Snare. Drum Workshop is proud to present the Alex Gonzalez DW Icon Snare, a tribute to the legendary drummer of Latin pop icons, Mana. Alex Gonzalez and his band Mana are one of the biggest pop rock bands in the world. They have sold more than 40 million records, winning four Grammys and nine Latin Grammys. Gonzalez's wide range of grooves, complex flourishes, and awesome chops have been the driving force of the band since day one. The DW Icon snare drums, created by DW drum designer John Good, pay tribute to some of the most iconic drummers in the history of rock. Each snare is sized and configured to reflect the snare the artist plays and features a dramatic inlaid design made from exotic wood veneers. The 6.5x14 Alex Gonzalez DW Icon snare has been constructed using an 11-ply HVLT North American hard rock maple shell with a bird's eye maple outer veneer that is dyed gray. It is fitted with premium black nickel DW hardware featuring a MAG throw-off, 5-position 5P butt plate, true hoops, true pitch tuning, DW heads by Remo, and more. The outer shell is decorated with vivid wood inlays using dyed pearl wood, koto, and tulip woods. The design represents the Mana logo, Gonzalez's Icon Rose logo, and his portrait. Only 250 of these remarkable limited edition snare drums will be made by DW. Each will come with a deluxe DW carrying case and a signed certificate of authenticity from John Good. A portion of proceeds from the sale of each snare will be donated to the charity nominated by Gonzalez. Narizroja.org, let me spell that because I'm pricing it completely wrong, N-A-R-I-Z-R-O-J-A.org, who helped to support cancer patients. Creating a drum for Alex Gonzalez has always been high on our list, says DW drum designer John Good. To be able to celebrate our long-standing valued relationship with Alex in this way is an incredible honor. Alex Gonzalez comments, I am very happy and excited that my Icon snare drum will be able to help others that are in need. Thank you to DW and thank you to all of those who have purchased my Icon snare drum for your support and help. Big hug. Hey, what's up? It's Alex Gonzalez and I'm very, very excited and happy to present to you something that I still cannot believe is happening. the official Alex Gonzalez Icon snare drum. I'm totally blown away that DW gave me this amazing opportunity to have my own Icon snare drum. It's 11-ply North American hard rock maple, black nickel hardware, 
And then you have outside all this beautiful custom wood inlays with different images of my face, the Mana logo, the roses that have been part of like a lot of my different drum kits. And it's just a beautiful piece of art and an amazing, amazing sounding snare drum. One of the great things about this snare drum is that it's gonna help a lot of children on a foundation that I've been supporting for many years called Nariz Roja AC. And this foundation helps children with cancer, children that don't have the economic means to be able to buy medicine or go to a hospital. Nariz Roja gives them all that support and help. So besides having a beautiful snare drum, you're gonna be helping so many children in Mexico. So again, thank you DW for helping so many people, so many children, and also for making this beautiful, beautiful snare drum. This is an honor, and I really hope people enjoy the snare drum as much as I'm enjoying it. So for more information where you can get the Alex Gonzalez Icon snare drum, visit dwdrums.com or your local music store. Thank you. Scott K. Fish, blog, former managing editor of Modern Drummer, a look back audio interview with the late Jim Gordon. As we reported on and I covered in last week's episode, Jim Gordon had passed away at the age of 77. Jim was a phenomenal drummer. It seemed as every drummer that was working at that time knew him. I had a discussion with Don Lombardi last week of Drum Channel and DW Drums fame, and he told me a little bit about Jim. And he also said that Jeff Picaro considered Jim an influence and a top drummer that he wanted to emulate. After Jim's passing, Scott K. Fish reached out to me and suggested this interview. This interview with Jim took place on January 11th, 1982, and was recorded for the Modern Drummer story on Jim in the January issue, 1983 issue, uh, that featured Peter Erskine on the cover. This interview is a mere 17 months before the tragic events that shook the drumming and much of the music community when Jim Gordon, suffering with schizophrenia, murdered his mother on June 3rd of 1983. Charlie Benante talks about the over-the-counter Ergo hearing aid that changed his life. Ergo has a unique approach to hearing aids. They are an over-the-counter hearing aid system. Unlike hearing products of the past, Ergo is designed to complement a busy lifestyle, offering almost invisible hearing support that most people can't tell you're wearing. This means they are also very comfortable, and they recharge easily from their charging station, meaning no expensive or wasteful one-use batteries. In a 2021 USA Today article, Charlie talked about his hearing loss experience. Benanti started playing when he was four and joined up with the others in Anthrax right out of high school to create the band's first album in 1984. There was no such thing as any ear monitoring back then, Charlie said. A lot of times, what I would do is just put the foam earplugs in to absorb some of the high-end noise that was coming through. The high monitors that I'd hear the rest of the guys from were very loud, very loud, because the band was very loud. So I would have to compensate for that. Then, towards the end of the 1990s, in-ear monitors were put on the market. They molded to the wearer's ear canal, and musicians could still hear the bandmates while keeping sound levels manageable. That pretty much saved the day, but I think the damage was already done, Benanti said. Just a few years ago, Benanti admitted that he was having a little difficulty hearing people speak, specifically certain word sounds. 
A hearing test confirmed that he had experienced significant hearing loss. If you are suffering hearing loss, this may be a solution for you. Visit Ergo.com, E-A-R-G-O. My name is Charlie Benante, and I am the drummer in the band Anthrax. My family always said I was born and I was drumming. That was it. I was off. Since 1984, we have toured the world numerous times. It was like a whirlwind. When I was diagnosed with, with, with a hearing loss, and they're explaining to me, here's your options. And when I saw them, my stomach turned, and I'm like, I, I can't wear this. Without my ears, I don't know how I could do my job. When I first got the ear goes, I put them in my ear, and I'm like, wow, this is great. And I was like, can you see it? Can you see anything? And they're like, no. Um, that's, that's it right there. This little thing that saved my life. <laughs> I think there's so many musicians out there and people who work with loud noises every day that are in the same boat as me, but do not want to accept it. My girlfriend and my daughter uh, definitely saw a change. I think I was just dealing with something that I didn't know how to fix until the ear goes came into my life and then I heard things again. I had clarity. They really saved the day. Andrew Blaze Thomas reverberates history as chair for Bloomington Normal Black History Project. For more than two decades, professional blues drummer Andrew Blaze Thomas has given music a pulse through his precise percussion and rhythm. Now, as an Illinois State University graduate student, Thomas is shifting his focus to amplifying history. Thomas, the chair of the Bloomington Normal Black History Project, is giving a voice to the history of local black musicians. He has sourced the extensive Bloomington National Black History Project collection with oral histories dating back to 1982. And he has conducted his own interviews with members of the local music community, always asking, who should I interview next? Bloomington Normal has this rich community of accomplished black musicians. He is compiling narratives for an essay, which he hopes to eventually expand into a book. And what I neglected to say is that Andrew is a phenomenal drummer. Clem Burke confirms Blondie to perform at 2023's Glastonbury Festival. Clem Burke has said that the band are going to be playing Glastonbury Festival in June. While being interviewed on Foxy Radio, Burke was asked about the band's forthcoming show with Iggy Pop in Crystal Palace in July. Clem replies, we're also doing Isle of Wight and we're doing some other festivals. He then says, I guess it hasn't really been announced. The full list of artists will be playing at Glastonbury, but we are going to be playing Glastonbury. So there you go. But it's cool to see that they're still playing these big festivals. One hundred drummers play "My Hero" by Foo Fighters, remembering Tony Hawkins. One year after the sudden death of Taylor Hawkins, Studio Brussel has paid tribute to Foo Fighters' iconic drummer by gathering one hundred drummers and the Belgian rock band Black Box Revelation to perform the classic Foo Fighters song "My Hero." The performance was filmed at Sportpels Antwerp the last venue in Belgium Hawkins played with Foo Fighters before his passing. 
In a statement, Black Box Revelation said, Taylor Hawkins was the best drummer of our times. Honoring him with this tribute was an experience we'll never forget. Hawkins was found dead on March 25th, 2022 at the Four Seasons Casa Medina Hotel in Bogota. An official cause of death for Hawkins hasn't been released yet. But on March 26, 2022, Columbia's Attorney General Office released a preliminary toxicology report saying that medical examiners found evidence of 10 types of substances in Hawkins' body, including opioids, marijuana, and antidepressants. And this concludes this week's episode. Just a reminder, Drumming News Network will be at NAM this year, and we will be releasing, as long as we're able to, daily reviews of what we see. These will be video episodes that you can see on YouTube, or you can hear the audio version through our podcast feed. A last-minute bit of news that I was just made aware of shortly before I started recording this episode is that Explorer's Percussion is closing. I reached out to Wes, the owner of Explorer's Percussion, for an interview. In a post on their website, they write, It's time for Explorers to say goodbye. After 39 years of serving the Kansas City area and beyond, it is time for us at Explorers Percussion to say goodbye. We want to thank all of our many customers over the years for their support. The store will be open regular hours until the end of March. All items are on sale. If there's a particular item that you have your eye on, now is the time to make a deal. All inventory will be sold along with fixtures and parts of our collections. Any special orders will be honored. All gift cards and credit balances must be used by March 31st, 2023. We will miss you all and hope you will continue with your drumming and musical ventures. We are honored to have served you over the years and wish you all the best in all that you do. Thank you sincerely, Wes and Loreen. All items are on clearance on their site www.explorersdrums.com as well as their eBay store. There's been no reason given for its closing officially. I have heard that they were unable to find a buyer, but that is not confirmed. I hope to confirm that when I talk to Wes. We'll see if we can uh, set that up. In closing, if you have any drumming news, a story we should read or know about, an event that we should know about, please contact us at feedback at drummingnewsnetwork.com. Please follow us on social media and please continue spreading the word about Drumming News Network. Thank you for your time and until next time, see ya. This has been a production of the Drumming News Network. All rights reserved. All media is owned by the respective parties. This episode cannot be distributed or copied in any form. Please visit drummingnewsnetwork.com daily to keep up on all the latest drumming news. Copyright 2023.